Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're about to listen to an interview which our socios enjoyed in full 12 months ago. If you'd like to listen to these exclusive monthly big interviews on the day that they're released, it's time to join us. That means supporting us. It means the price of a pint per month. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Graham Hunter. Go now, join and become a socio. That means you'll get that extra big interview every month. And you'll also unlock our entire archive straight away. All for £2.99 a month. It's the best deal in town, baby. And we need you. Scott Minto and I worked together on Revista de la Liga on Sky. Scott's still a huge talent for them in his presentation of the Championship, the Carabao Cup and the League of Nations. He's also a dude. Before Sky, he was, of course, a huge talent at left-back for Chelsea, Benfica and Charlton, West Ham too. Let's let Scott tell it, and particularly well, I'd say. What's the Chelsea you, you join? You know, Harlington was a place which presumably you began to train in. And presumably, given that, that you had no areas of graces, it, it didn't maybe seem all that bad. But like everybody that we've talked to, we've done many Chelsea interviews over the, over the time, talk about you couldn't hear the coach because the plane's overhead and there was cold water in the showers. That and beyond, what, what was the Chelsea you joined? You know, you talked about Colin Hutchinson, people won't know him, but you know, he, he made a big difference in who was signed, how they were signed the organisation of the club, the same face of Ken Bates, hoddles the coach. Give me a flavour, you're a real people person. Give me a flavour of the club, that you, the well, era. You talk about that training ground, and I did actually think, this is Chelsea. Charlton have a better training ground than Chelsea. There was a pay phone there, so you had to put 10p in if you wanted to make a call. Obviously, mobile phones were just coming in then, and I suddenly thought, no, I didn't think I'd made it big because I'd been given a mobile phone, but because I signed for Chelsea, one of the players who knew this mobile phone guy who would give you a mobile phone obviously you've got to sign the contract and that's where he's making the money but I've suddenly got a mobile phone I've got I remember going back to Charlton one time and Walsh probably just giving me stick and saying oh look at you big time and you know, mobile and it was a brick you know it was, it was a brick <laughs> not just the planes flying over it was so open so it was so windy you, you, the balls were flying everywhere so there was about four different hockey rooms as it were 
So you, you had like a, a youngsters room, a senior pros room. You had a, not necessarily just the foreigners because it, the foreigners were, were coming in at that point. But it was very divided mm-hmm. at the training ground. On a Wednesday, we weren't allowed to be there or we had to change in a different part as if we were like at Sunday school because <laughs> it was contracted that this hockey team... Yeah you know had these rooms just going back as well I remember when I when I signed for Chelsea a couple of days after I signed uh, again I didn't have a mobile phone Glenn Hoddle who I hadn't spoken to but clearly Colin Hutchinson had said look do you want him and he said yeah he rang me up and my sister answered because of me she knew her football Glenn Hoddle calls house phone hello can I speak to Scott please yeah who is it Glenn Hoddle yeah okay (laughs) who is it no no Glenn Hoddle (laughs) Someone's saying that Glenn Hodder wants to speak to us. <laughs> I've just signed for Chelsea. Yeah, so it might be. <laughs> Glenn, how are you doing? Hey, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was a bit surreal then. Again, you know, nowadays, mobile phones and everything, just completely different and texting and social media and that. But, um, but anyway, first day of pre-season training. So the list of everyone and their numbers is there. Dimitri Kyrene is number one. Yeah, yeah. Stevie Clark, number two. I'm now number three. So everyone brings in biscuits, it's not great food all laid on for you, canteen, etc. Et not even toast and honey. Biscuits, and you have to bring your biscuits in. So Dimmy brings his biscuits in, and I've not really sort of noticed. And then Clarky's brought his biscuits in, and I'm said to Wisey uh, on that second day, right, it's my turn tomorrow. What, what type of biscuits? He said, oh, just bring any. be fine, no problem. <laughs> so I bring in about four or five packets of biscuits. He almost throws them back at me. What's that, Mince? Absolute crap. Go out and get some. Suck do, you want, do you want me to go and... And I, and I thought... And, I, and he sort of went, no, don't worry. But I did. I went back in the car, drove down the local thing and brought some more luxury biscuits in. I'm sure it would have been at some point during that season where Glenn just basically said, I'm not having this. Biscuits before you go out for training. So he brought in the fresh fruits and got, or got that brought in. So that was the Chelsea that... that that I joined at that time. But I, I'd say all the time, and I did a thing at half-time, Neil Barnett asked me to, to, to go to a game, was it Roma last season at home in the Champions League? I went on at half-time anyway, and he said, just keep it short, because people just get switch off after a while. But I made my debut in a European Cup Winners Cup game, and I played against Mikhail Waborski as well, actually, as a Czech team. You did, actually. And, uh, Victoria Zivkov. That's it. And we won 4-2. And because I'd, I'd got injured in, the, in pre-season and I had Achilles injury and Glenn had an Achilles injury and he was absolutely fantastic. In fact, he was too understanding about the Achilles injury because he put me in at times when I wasn't fit mm. and I wasn't ready. And I needed to either do more training or uh, play more reserve games to get build my fitness up. But he'd throw me into the first team and that first season was very hit and miss. That game actually was my, I think was my full debut and it couldn't have gone better. It's just you know, when you're so motivated and you're mm. thinking, I want to make a good impression. And you just know you're having a good game. And someone told me afterwards, they were hearing the fans saying, give Minto the ball. And, yeah. you know, so you're thinking, great. But then when you're not properly fit, those second, third, fourth and fifth games, you're, you're running in, I was going to say treacle, but honey. And it's very hard. And if you then pick up another injury and it stops start, you cannot get that run going. I came into a Chelsea where I always say, and I said this to Neil when I did this thing at halftime against Roma last season, that Glenn started it all for me. Glenn brought in the players, but also the attitude. 
Now, I don't put Glenn as in the, the best top three players I ever played with, but I do put the best technical player mm-hmm. I ever played with because whatever he could do with his right foot, he could do with his left. Mm-hmm. And not even Gianfranco Zola could do that. Ruud Hullet and Paolo de Canio, they're my three. Not even they could do that with their you know, left foot. And it used to do a warm-up thing, which I think I might have told you before. It, it basically, it was every day. So Shreves, Peter Shreves was, mm. was the number two. He'd take it. Glenn was player coach. And every day he would do this thing where it's three touches, but you've got to keep the ball up. So he'd be like, right, Shreves would be like, OK, uh, why is he? Give us three touches. So it'd be top of the foot, thigh, head. Top of the foot, thigh, head. And we'd all try it and keep it going. OK, Gav, give us another one. OK, outside of the foot, shoulder, head. Outside of the foot, shoulder, head. So, you know, I won't name names, but balls are bouncing off certain people. We're all struggling with lots of different things. Glenn's the only one where the ball never dropped. Left foot, right foot, shoulder. Frank Sinclair. You may say Oh, that. I nailed it, Frank. I'm so sorry. You may say that. You're a lovely I player. A lovely man it. too. But I, it, Frank, as, a, as a Charlotte fan too, <laughs> I, I need to... What you do is you eliminate the impossible and what's left, <laughs> no matter how unlikely it seems, yeah. it is... Very sorry, good. Frank. Very yeah. good. I like sorry, it. Sorry, Frank. Uh, Frank was my, was my social buddy, uh, actually. <laughs> and Frank, do you know what? I remember one time, um, Rude was the manager. I jump in a bit here. Uh, there was talks about Paolo Mardini coming in, obviously the links with, um, with AC Milan and AC Milan and, yeah. and the way Chelsea were going. And I'm thinking, I feel like I'm playing well and I can compete with a lot I, of people. I, but... I, took, I took your Nigel Winterburn rubbish, right? <laughs> no, that, no, that's kept, true. no, that's true. Yeah, but like, for respect of merits... Maldini would have... Obviously. He didn't need to move inside, play well, right back, whatever. He, he would, obviously, he would have looked at me and said, you know what, I'm going to have to play centre-back yeah, here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, clearly. So Mark Reed, you know, Maldini, Sli- it's slight, slight he'd have seen the truth. But I remember Frank saying to Rude, 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 talk about Paolo Maldini. Is he as good as me? And, <laughs> you know, Frank did this in this lovable way, but you know there's a tinge of seriousness to him. But that was what partly what made him yeah. the player he was. You've got to he believe. was a very, very good player. Very effective, he, very successful, very He was athletic. five foot eight, jumped eight foot ten. He'd go out far too many times than he should have done, sometimes on nights that he really shouldn't have done, and yet the next day he'd perform fantastically well. His body was still ripped even at, by the time he finished Fans playing. Fans love a player like that. It, it's, that. Everything you've described there, whether it's Frank or others that we both could name, are redolent of an age when there was something still a little bit more special about football, characterful, yeah. likeable. Yeah. Maybe a little bit artful dodgery, yeah. but, but in yeah. a good way. The, the, the morning of the 97 Cup final, so we're all coming down and we're eating porridge and toast, etc. He's having a full English breakfast. And that just sums him up. This was a chance to win a trophy for the first time for the club in 26 years. So since, we, we, since, felt, we felt that. Since, since Real Madrid, presumably. Yeah. Since Real Madrid in the Cup, Cup final. But he's having a full English breakfast. Well, nobody's ever taken his medal away for having the black pudding and the sausage exactly. and the egg. He's exactly. still got that medal, didn't That he? mentality mm. made him the player he was. Mm. Quick, strong, good jumper. But but on mentality. that food note, you know, Glenn had changed the, 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 the training regime, the attitude, the technical abilities. I had a look through because I remember asking you when we worked together at Sky about, like, because I was fascinated by you playing Real Zaragoza in the semi-final. And I told you that you were playing against a, a Real Madrid great who was then general manager of Real Madrid, Pardeza. And you played against Schneider and Naim. And you're like, did I? Yeah, OK. Gus Poyet was in that team. 3-0 over there at Romareda, 3-1 at the bridge. So close to being in a European final at that age early. And I know it was just an opponent to you. You didn't. Re- I don't think it really marked you who you were playing against. Even Gus, I don't know if you even remember, Bersue 
brilliant sweeper, fabulous. Didn't know anything about them yeah. individually. That was a tough season for me, that first season, because I was in and out with, with injuries and my form was not how it should have been. So for me, I, I wasn't necessarily concentrating on the opposition, I was concentrating on myself. Yeah. And, and it was tough. It was tough mentally as well, that first season, because you, when you're going out there and you're not feeling great and you know that you're not making the impression you want to. Um, but that being rude as well, you know, Kev Hitchcock, David Lee, Marilyn Johnson, OK, Frank Spackman, Rocky, um, mm, Gav Peacock, legend. Mark Steen, Paul Furlong, Spenny, we Spenny. Spenny. Yeah, I think man. you quite man. enjoyed working Love playing with him. What a top That's line. episode three because I'm already piling. <laughs> We're not even going to reach guy. episode two. If you look at what happens the very next season, the change in personnel, the change in technical ability at, mm. at Chelsea was pretty extraordinary, I would mm. argue. And it must have felt that way too. Yeah, it did. That second season, Glenn brought in Dan Petrescu, if not the best wing-back in the world, certainly one of them. Mm-hmm. That position was just made for him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the full-back, he wasn't the great defender. Jordi Alba and Dan Petrescu share ideas about that they've got little skipping feet, they're playing for fun, they're beating people, Yeah, but uh, technically uh, clever. Uh, yes, but I, I, I think Alba's quicker, but Dan's cleverer. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that Jordi Alba's yeah, not, no, just no, that no. because he doesn't need to be because he's that quick. But yeah. Dan was, the timing of his runs was fantastic. Um, in the right place, his touch, his passing. When we do drills, I remember Graham Ricks, who was the number two under Rude, used to put on uh, these training drills and it would last about 45 minutes where you have to just go round little bits around the pitch, but you have to hit the crossbar three times. You have to keep this up around here, but if you don't, you go back to the beginning and that type of thing. Dan would be up there in terms of winning, even with Zola in the side. Mm-hmm. Technically brilliant. So there was him. He brought in uh, Mark Hughes. Uh, who else did he bring in? You might well, help me. Dennis emerges, Robbie Di Matteo's eventually. Is, is, is there Rude, a Frank LaBeouf? Yeah, Rude, Rude brought them in. Yeah. Rude came, Glenn went on to become the England manager. Yeah. And then Rude came in and Rude basically said to, to Batesy, I think, uh, look, I'm not going to manage the whole club. I'm just going to manage the first team. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very much into that. He was a player manager. I mean, I put him as the second best player I ever played with. He was 33 and in inverted mm. commas, his knees were shot. Mm. And yet he was unbelievable. Mm. And to think if he was 33 and his knees were shot, how good he must have been. Mm. He used to sell a story one time about him and... Him and Maldini, that Capello used to do in training, attack versus defence, and almost on purpose, just tell them all to get the ball out wide to Rude and just watch the two of them. One getting, trying to get past the other, the other one just trying to not let him get past. And he said, he, he, he'd get past Maldini, he's just about to whip the cross in, then his leg would come in, and you know, you're just thinking, how the hell did he do that? And I mean, that, you, people would have paid for that on a training session to watch. Rude Tillett's just, he just had literally everything, like they say about De Stefano, could play anywhere on the pitch easily too. The first experience I ever had of him directly was at a conference at, at Wembley Arena or wherever it was. And he was laughing. He was laughing at English football and he went, I said, you, you all went through years of like, let's you know, position a maximum and bomb it long. And he said, oh no, these long balls. And he said, we should watch the ball coming through there. Take it down in our chest, put our foot in it, think, great, got the ball back. I was like, yeah. How did it take England... 20 years to figure mm, that out. Mm. You've had a privilege to be um, playing with him and with a coach. And to play under him. He, he, he was, a, I didn't know at the time, I didn't put the connection, but he loved Windsor Davis. 
So he'd come in every day. I'm talking every day. Hello, lovely boys. Let's have some fun. And that's what it's we did bad. that year. That's, that's what we did bad. that year. We, you know, I, I think he's since denied it, but apparently he coined the phrase sexy football. And it's not for me to say it was, but it was certainly really enjoyable football. Mm. And we went all the way through to the final. And um, Does any of that stick out? Because I'm looking here at you being... 2-0 down to Liverpool at the bridge. I get pulled at half time. I, I was going to just... I was so angry. Yeah. So angry. It, and it's the reason really why I left Chelsea. Because, not that game, but it happened a few times. I've been on both sides of it where you know you're kind of one of the top players. I mean, that, this is a Charlton, obviously. And you're not having a good game. Things need to be changed and you're not getting taken off. And it's the sort of same person, not the same person, but the same group of people that might get taken off. Now, we were playing 3-5-2 at that time, but there was Zola, Hughes, Viali. Now, three massive, massive names. And whenever things weren't going well, obviously the pressure was to put Viali on. Now, what really annoyed me, because it happened at that Liverpool game, and, and it really, 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 really annoyed me, is that I got pulled at half-time when I was not having a bad game. Mm-hmm. And I was the only left-sided player on the pitch. Mm-hmm. But I got pulled because it was easy to get pulled. They wanted Sparky on. They wanted Sparky on. Which is not your point. Normally, because... Sparky would have been playing alongside Zola more often than not that season, but they'd gone for gone So for you, you're saying that the changes for Luca Should be? Yes. Basically, to bring, if you want to bring Luca on or Sparky on, fine. Don't take me off. Because mm. we went to back four. Clarky would go left-back. And actually... There's the, the, I, I, the annoying there thing players about playing worse than me, uh, even from a balanced point of view, it's not right. I even got a letter from someone, a Chelsea fan, saying, look, I'm not your biggest fan, but I don't agree with the way that you're being treated. I think you're having a really good season. And, and it, was, it just summed up how I felt at that particular time. So then it isn't the formation that, that goes from 2-0 down to 4-2 up. It's individual brilliance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Luke, Sparky, Luke and Sparky scored. Sparky didn't gets the first after five minutes. Yeah. Then it's Franco after eight. Yeah. So 58 minutes in, it's suddenly 2 2. Viali, Viali. But it taught me a lesson. It taught me a lesson that as, as, as annoyed as I was there, and at that particular point, I was thinking, if we get knocked out, then we get knocked out. I don't care. Ooh. I'm just so annoyed. I don't care. Uh, I haven't seen you, even now, <laughs> so many years later, looking or sounding as angry. Um, yeah, you're firm when you need to be. You, you, you know, it taught me that that season gave me the best single game of my career. So I'm so glad that not that I was taken off, but clearly that we'd gone through. Some players would have probably thought, "Ah, I hope we lose." Mm-hmm. I didn't think that, but I did think I don't care if we do or not. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we had a fantastic comeback. I was in in the next game. You know, the rest is history. We'll probably still talk a little bit more, but. It still gave me the, the, the best single game of my career by staying in, in, in the competition. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Played less than the next round. Yeah, two-two away, and then was it two-two? Extra time. It went to extra game. time. Now, Erlen Johnson is one of the toughest men you're ever like. Not just footballers, but men you're ever likely to come across. Loved at the bridge, isn't I he? I mean, a Norwegian lumberjack who could not doesn't need a, an axe to knock down a tree. He can just headbutt it, and it will fall down. But he goes down for the penalty, uh, which you know, three three minutes left before it's three going minutes to shoot left out. before it goes to pens. Now it's all in our minds as a player. You're thinking, ah, oh, so we've got the penalties, but, and that's where you've got to give it to Frank LeBeouf. He had ultimate self belief as well. A great pass of the ball. wasn't the best defender in the world, but with that three at the back, that could be protected. Brilliant pass of the ball, technique, touch, everything. Very confident man. Very very confident man, and he stepped up and stroked it home. And those two games, the Liverpool and the Leicester. I'm not a great believer in our names on the cup, as it were. Lamps hates that about the, the Chelsea Champions League one. When people say that he gets really antsy about names on the cup. Does he? Well, the same as you. I think you, have to, you know that you have to work for it, sweat for it. There's lots of breaks that go but against things happen. Was, things happen. It's a nice feeling to think that... The Liverpool and Leicester game. You know, I'm a great believer in you, you listen, you work to your maximum. Yeah. And then what happens, happens. Maybe things happen if you're sucking... But things happen. Frank Cazola and, and, and Luca and, and Dan and what... That's probably why things happen, but Definitely. you're seeing a celestial pattern, aren't you? I, I, just, I'm, I, just, it just made me... Th- I've never believed in, in our names on the cup because I do think you have to work for it, but it made me think... We're going to win this. And we had Portsmouth in the next round, which I think we beat very Talked easily. Four, I think. Wimbledon in the semi-final, where Franco did that fantastic trick. And we won. And then we, we go through to the final and thinking we're going, to, we're going to win this. Brian Robson's Middlesbrough. Ben Roberts, Nigel Pearson, Curtis Fleming, Clayton Blackmore, Gianluca Festa, Philip Stamp, Robbie Musto, Juninho, Craig Hignett, Emerson, Ravanelli. You, you should be winning that game. Well, we should. Truthfully. But we, we lost against Middlesbrough away only a few months before, and Giannino scored the goal. And he was, along with Zola, the best player in the Premier League at that particular time, in my opinion. Well, there might be a few others as well, but he was certainly up there in the top High five. quality, for sure. Unbelievable. So we had to be careful, but I had that real self-belief. In the morning of the game and walking out, I'm thinking, I should be nervous here, but I wasn't. Mm, I was nervous in other games, less important games. I was not nervous for this one. I'd worked on my mind. I'd worked a lot on my mind really? about being positive. Yeah. Why? And because I knew this was the biggest game. You, you worked mentally about this about occasion. This game. That's interesting. About this game. 
because you, you've never ever struck me as somebody who, who needs to do that because you've a discipline and a mental toughness and an order and also you're used to creating solutions for yourself. You wouldn't be flummoxed very easily, but this was big enough for you to concentrate and think, I'm going to be prepared for this game. Definitely. I even saw a sports psychologist about it and he was very good and I just, I just used the techniques and I just felt... A million, a million dollars going That's out. That's quite impressive. The weather was really nice. I remember walking out with the sunglasses on and thinking, you know, not in any way being arrogant or overly confident, but just feeling really good. Could you really tell the club about the... Did you, did you go via the club or did you do no, it privately? I did it myself. And you kept it to yourself? Yeah. In case somebody thought he's doing that because his bottle's going. Football at that stage was a much more judgmental I, 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 place. I, yes, it was. I, I don't know if I didn't say it because of that, but I, I, it's definitely a perceived weakness, whereas I now see it as a strength. Look, now it's just like well, Ronaldo we, the way it, we talk he? about uh, mental health generally or the way we talk about, like, it's not toast and honey anymore. Our vocabulary's changed because our knowledge has changed. And in fact, in that first season at Chelsea, I probably needed it, whereas I actually felt really good going into the final, but I thought... This, is a, this could be a one-off, and it ended up being a, a one-off for me. I didn't play in a FA Cup final again. You know, this is the biggest game you grew up watching. Mm-hmm. There's 80,000 people in the stadium. There's going to be hundreds of millions around the world watching. Family? Family were all there. You know, you don't want to be that person to make the mistake. So, um, yeah, I did it, but I, I, I was off the back of a really good season anyway, my best goal-scoring season. I think I got five that season. And uh, we'd gone back to a, like a fourth diamond too, actually. But I just remember feeling a million. But what I did, I listened to this song and I can't remember the song, but it was kind of like a, a house tune. No words to it, just pure tune. Mm-hmm. And I'll try and find it for you later if you, if you yeah, want to. Yeah, you, 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 you nailed me there. That's my kind of music. Thanks. But I, 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 mean, I love house music. Yeah. Um, but that's a different subject. Moving on, yeah. I was listening to this song that would get me into the groove uh, before games. And I listened to it up until about 20 to 3. And mm. we'd be going out five minutes later because obviously you go out earlier, all the dignitaries, etc. And I remember Rude brought in um, a Dutch sort of uh, consultant and physio stroke, whatever. And he tapped me on the shoulder and said, Scott, you better start thinking about the game. And I didn't need to think about the game. You know, if anything, thinking about the game probably would have made things worse. I just, I was in my zone, listening to this tune, feeling really positive. And I, I, I took the headphones off just before we went out and just felt great. And, and to be fair, it's, we couldn't have started any better. We should have won it by about three or four. We probably took the foot off the gas after Robbie scoring off the 40-odd seconds. And one of the Middlesbrough players had a chance before we got their second goal. Which um, is with three, uh, seven minutes to go for yeah. Eddie, Eddie Newton. Lovely moment for Eddie. Mm. The original Makaleli, by the way. Yeah. What a player. Yeah. What a player. I watched a lot of him. His knees were you're... shot. I mean, shot, but Rude appreciated him so much that he would literally not play in league games. Mm. He'd play in the league game before the next round of the FA Cup, play in the FA Cup, and then not play Take again until the next league game before the next round of the just, FA Cup. Just quite sharp about where to be positionally and, and a nice turn of pace and could block people, as was my memory. Kante the, the best one way I can now. say it. Macaulay brighter than Kante. Kante does enormous amount of labour, doesn't yeah, it? And, he can and, do even and it's more effective. physically, yeah. You watched Makaleli's brain and actually yeah. thought, you know, yeah. and I, I know what you mean about Eddie and it's, it must have been for him, you know, it's not the winning goal, but you score. He would have played for England, but for those knees. Yeah. I'm glad that we've, we've got to this. You've revealed yourself as an interesting person, apart from talented and funny. 
life in London moves on so quickly that we have genuinely excised about seven subjects that we wanted to get to with you. One of the lucky things you've got, Scott, is that um, you, you're working with top professionals who've attracted sponsors. <clears throat> Bet365, like our guests, and I've asked you some questions. Now, those questions include what exactly was going through your head when Robbie Di Matteo scored that 45-second goal in the cup final. What was, what was in your head? Well, first of all, and I can't believe I haven't got the uh, proper accolade for it, I made the assist to the assist. I threw it in to, to Wisey. And that was a fantastic throw-in. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> what were my thoughts? Just a continuation of what we thought before the game, that we are going to win this. Yeah. And, and if anything, as I say, we, I think we took off, off the gas um, because of it. I actually had a chance after about 10 minutes. And to this day, I still say Robbie overplayed the ball. I felt so great. It was so hot, so full of running when you shouldn't have been, when it was that hot. But again, sometimes after 10 minutes, you're thinking, I've got to be careful about how I play this game because physically I'm not there. This game, really hot, biggest game I've played in, just felt full of running and, and made a great run, overstretched on it. Um, I could go even further into that and to Marco Van Basten came training one time and we're like, wow, Van Basten. And actually surprised, you could tell he hadn't trained for a long time. He was, let's just say, very rusty. But I was put in a similar position in training and I dinked the keeper, mm. waited for him to come, dived, dinked it over him with a bit of spin. A little and it spun Mickelson. back into it. Yeah. And, it's, and I thought, yes, look at that. I've done that in front of Van Basten. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> and obviously Rude would have been watching as well. Um, and it was a similar situation. If, if Robbie... Uh, he, he, met, he screwed the pass. It's established. It's completely his fault, 100%. He, he's Nothing done a podcast to do with me at all. He admitted it. Nothing to do with me at all. But if it had just been underplayed a little bit, yeah. I honestly would have done exactly the same thing. He may, yeah. The keeper may well have stood up and said, what are you doing? Put my cap on that. But anyway, so I had the chance to make it two and a half to ten minutes. But when Robbie scored after 45 seconds, it was, yeah, confirmation that we were going to win this. It's a good answer. And um, it's beautifully, there was no clang as the Van Basten name um, <laughs> dropped there. And when we do a Van Basten podcast, there's no question. He'll, he'll, remember, talk, it. he'll, be talking about he'll remember it. He'll remember it. Forget I, I about remember, that yeah, goal. one one mental finish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you? This is from Bet Three Six Five as well. And I didn't prep you on this, so I hope you've got your answer right. Did you enjoy your time at Staffordshire University, especially the lectures with Ellis Cashmore? Ellis, yes. What was he teaching us? Very interesting character. Very interesting. You could tell. You know, he, he, he was an actor. He, just the way he spoke, the way he moved his body, the way he projected his voice. Um, and we had some very interesting discussions as well. And that Staffordshire University obviously was the, was the sports journalism and broadcasting. It always really course. impressed me. The first time we met, you said, no, no, um, apart from the experience, I, I, I decided to go and train. And, and now I don't find it surprising knowing you, but at the time you went, no, I've done, my, I've done my qualifications. I was unused to sports people saying, apart from just trading on my knowledge, I may need to train. I was really impressed. I'll be totally honest with you. The real reason for doing it was Laurie Madden came round... Um, who was going to be part of it, and it was going to be the first of its kind, came round to the sort of, I was at Rotherham then, and we were in, we'd just been relegated to League One. And I knew I was going to quit at the end of that season. And he said, look, we're doing this course for um, present and ex-footballers, TV, radio and print. And I just thought, what the hell am I going to do when I finished? I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. I thought, do you know what? It's a two-year degree course, and it's a proper degree course. Do it. 
and then hopefully by the end of the two years, you'll know what you want to do by the end of it. So, you know, you're not, there's not this black hole, yeah. which, which a lot of players get. I always say you need to be, one, mentally ready to quit, mm-hmm. but two, have something to go into. I was mentally ready to quit, mentally and physically ready to quit, but I didn't know what I was going to go into. I ended up ringing the guy from uh, Pete Stevens, top, top guy, Chelsea fan, but yeah. from BBC Radio London, know, doing yeah. stuff with him when I was injured. But I also thought, do this course. There were 20 of us who turned up on day one. There were six of us who finished it. Hmm. So this was a proper degree course where if you weren't fully committed, you'd fall by the wayside. And I'm a great believer in if you believe in something, stick with it no matter how hard it is. And those early days in the presenting, the Spanish football, you can say that as well. With learning presenting, didn't really know anything about live football, didn't know anything about La Liga. No, I'm not- a great believer in if you, if you believe in something, you stick with it no mm. matter how hard it is. Mm. And that's where the character comes out. Yeah. No, I agree. And Ellis, um, I don't know why this is sent in, but Ellis, hello. You played a part in, in making this great professional. Then only maybe one more, and it's what's your favourite ground to visit as a Sky presenter? Mm, good question. Mm. Good question. I like Ellen Road. Mm-hmm. That was my first OB. Mm. Not a good studio you're in. It's very, very small. When it's a hot day, it's one of the hottest studios you're ever likely to be in. In fact, this season... It got so hot, and we're sort of like the, the no-tie look now. Mm. I, I said, look, we've all got to take our jackets off as well, and we're all in just white shirts, and we <laughs> don't know what we look like. But it was so hot in there, but just Ellen Road, I mean... You still feel some of the, the presence and the history and the definitely. noise of Fantastic the Fantastic club, and, yeah. fantastic club. They're not the biggest supporters of Sky, should we say. It's <laughs> a bit of an understatement, uh, the, the fans. But I, I love the fans. I yeah. love the fans. I love big clubs. I love I like going to Hillsborough, Sheffield yeah. Wednesday, another one as well, which, again, growing up, it was always a semi-final in the FA Cup. Background of hills and trees. And yeah, Loftus yeah. Road, a, a, you oh, know, at a proper old-school stadium. Uh, if, you, if, you, you know? if you're down in front, you sneeze, you're sneezing on the player. Yeah. And as, as he comes to the throw, and you could take the ball off yeah. him, couldn't you? Yeah, it's, you know... These type of ground, and I could go through lots. I understand why the, the new stadiums are built and they're great, mm. but you do lose a little bit of soul. Presence you know, and character. Um, definitely, definitely. definitely. <clears throat> Couldn't be a better answer. It's time to stop for the moment. I often say this to people that I've really enjoyed, but yeah, we need another go at this. We need another big go at this. Scott Minto, Sky Legend, FA Cup winner. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Good to see you, mate. Hopefully you enjoyed that big interview which was first released as an exclusive to our socios 12 months ago. If you'd like to get these interviews on the first day that they're available, it's time for you to join us to become a socio and for only £2.99 a month, you will get an exclusive big interview plus regular mini documentaries, not only all ad-free but all featuring me and bringing you interesting, funny and sometimes scandalous things from Spanish football. Go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter to unlock our entire archive. That means that once you join, you will have a treasure trove of interviews with funny, elite, interesting, revelatory top class footballers. By joining us, you will help support this independent podcast. You will help to keep us on the road interviewing people and sending that content for your delectation. If you go to the gym, you'll be slimmer. If you've got a dog, 
he or she will thank you. If you've got a TV, you can turn it off and listen to this instead. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.